We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hey now, Simplify. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of Sports Talk here on WWL, AMFM.com, and always free on the Odyssey app. Along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier. I'm Christian Garrick. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Lines are open at 504-260-1870. Sad news today, yet again in the football world. Franco Harris, Steelers, longtime Steelers running back, and he was a part of the Immaculate Reception in 1972 that propelled the Steelers to go on their championship runs against the Raiders. They're celebrating. The NFL is celebrating the 50-year anniversary of the Immaculate Reception this weekend when the Steelers face the Raiders. And yeah, it's on I, Christmas Eve primetime. Yeah, I w- and they were going to retire you know, his number. Yeah, if you know football, regardless of whether you were born in 70, if you were alive in 72, if you have paid attention to football, you know who Franco Harris is. You know about the Immaculate Reception. It's ones that, one that changed the fortunes of Pittsburgh Steelers, a lot like the tuck rule did for, the, for Brady and the Patriots. This is an iconic play and an iconic person that was a part of that play. Bobby, what do you remember about Franco Harris? Well, uh, the negative at the end of his career, because you still say this, oh, look at a running back. Why is he running out of bounds? You know, Franco <laughs> Harris trying to last. But as far as any time you run for over 12,000 yards uh, plus in no, the NFL. No, you a stud. Yeah, you a stud. And you know what, what I remember also, that you know how when you bloom, do you know he wasn't even the top running back at Penn State he then? He was not. It was Lydell Mitchell, who yep. played with Burt Jones in the Baltimore Colts. He was more the blocking back. And Lydell Mitchell had a, a great NFL career, but not on uh, Franco Harris's level. You know, it, it's amazing, you know, when you look at what, where players come from. And uh, and uh, what was the thing, too, that Mike, they, uh, was it the Italian um, – or I think his mom was Italian. Yeah. And some, and, and some. His dad was in the service, yeah. married a, a lady from Italy, and so it was Franco's Italian army. Yeah, yeah. I thought that and happened. here's the crazy part. Uh, uh, there's some film of it. We can't show it because we're on the radio. <laughs> but who came visit him? Frank Sinatra. Now, listen, you talk about in the 70s, Frank Sinatra comes visit you, and, you know, Frank was – Part Italian too, so uh, he uh, came visit uh, Franco with with that, and that was unbelievable. Uh, And I I got to talk to Bill Nunn uh, years ago. He was at Nichols uh, to scout uh, a player, and uh, he told me kind of what went down on draft day when they picked Franco. And he said it didn't come down between Franco and Lydell Mitchell, and you were right. Lydell was the, the main ball carrier. At Penn State, At Penn yeah. State, Joe Paul wanted Lydell to be the guy. and But he said came down between him and Robert Newhouse. 
who was a really good player at Houston. Played for the Cowgirls. Yeah, played for the Cougars, and then the Cowboys picked him in round two, and he said the connection to Pennsylvania and that he went to Penn State, Chuck No knew Paterno. Paterno kind of stood up for Franco and said he's the right guy because he said, Mike, I'm going to be honest, I think Chuck would have picked, if it was just himself, he might have picked Robert Newhouse, who had a better career in college. Where does the Immaculate Reception rank? In? Number one. Number one. To me, that's the most number one improbable play in NFL history. And there's still doubt. Yeah, the ball hit the ground. There's doubt that the ball hit. No, that it was touched by Frenchie. See, because when they when Bradshaw threw it, he threw it to Frenchie. But you couldn't have two offensive players touch it. Frenchie Fuqua. Frenchie Fuqua. <laughs> Frenchie used to walk around. Man, Frank Lewis told me the story. He used to walk around with the back, – back then it was in style. You know, they uh, men had them heels. The platform shoes. Platform shoes. And he had fish in them. He had goldfish in Real them. fish. And so Tatum – you got to remember, Jack Tatum, he was headhunting from day one. And he was one. I don't know if he could play in today's game. Uh, Jack, even though he was a great football player, Jack went headhunting and he went after Fuqua and the ball. And there's always this kind of almost like Zapruder like has been broken down so many different ways. Did it touch Frenchie or did Tatum punch it out? And okay, just so happens. Franco's trailing the play, and the ball comes right back to him. And he picks it up and takes off well, downfield. The Raiders were better than the Steelers. Oh, that's blasphemy. What are you talking about? They no, were if, that if, year. If they would have played like a series. You know, you just got to win one time. And look how lucky. Better be lucky than good. Look at Terry Bradshaw. I mean, he's just trying to extend okay. the play. And they don't have to have that. But uh, Al Davis even said that, you know, the Super Bowls that he's won just when that, that team. I heard even Snake say this. When I was there with Stabler. He saw that, that, that was team, the best team yeah, the whole, in the whole NFL. Okay, here's the crazy part. You know who ran 30-something yards for a touchdown to give the Raiders the lead? Snake! Oh. Uh, of all people. And uh, I'll never Boy, forget. he was snake bit then. Frank, Frank Lewis tell me, <laughs> man, we're on the sidelines just like, man, of all people to run for a score, a snake. And, uh, now, snake could run in college, but his knees sort of was shaky uh, even back then. And ended up being that one play. And, man, they turned that into a Popeye's commercial. It's been written in books. Uh, you name it. And But Franco was such a cool dude, too, also off the field. I got to talk at a NFL PA deal, and uh, it was just about how the draft has changed and everything else. Franco spoke to the former players. He choked a, a lot of charity man, events. And he was great. And I mean, he talked to you like he knew you. He was, I mean, so polite to you, he would ask. And then when he found out where I lived, he was like, man, how's Frank Lewis doing? You know, right. and whole, he, he, he could sort of connect with that uh, particular part. But a great guy off the field for the community. One hell of a back. And think about this. Did they figure what, out what he passed away? He's only 72. Hasn't been determined has, yet. Because he was, he was doing radio and a couple hours before with uh, Mad Dog. And, before his death. Well, and, uh, and they were going to have a ceremony for him this, this weekend. weekend. And this weekend because they were going to retire his number. Uh, the crazy part about Franco was the fact that on a team that had two pro football Hall of Fame receivers, he was the catalyst as a running back. They had Lynn Swan, John Stallworth. They were not known as a passing team. They were known as a running team, 
and it was built around Franco. Without a doubt. And, and you know, this is a great text right here because, you know, what you do in college, what you do in the NFL, you could be uh, you know, a Heisman candidate or up for the Heisman and you're All-American and all that. If you look at uh, – this is very similar, and it's all on the same state of uh, Pennsylvania. Now, two different schools, University of Pittsburgh, the Pitt Panthers, and we're talking about the Penn State Nittany Lions with Lydell Mitchell and Franco Harris. But this is from uh, 2544. And it's saying, like, Franco Harris to Lydell Mitchell was like Ricky Jackson was mm-hmm. to Hugh Green. That's true. Hugh Green was the stud yep. uh, 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 with, with, with Jackie uh, with Jackie, Jackie Sherrill. Jackie Sherrill was the head coach uh, uh, yeah, there. Now, that name image and likeness way before. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Ja- and ja- Jackie <laughs> didn't invent it. Frank Kersey did. <laughs> right, right. At, at, Kentucky. at Kentucky. But when you look at that. Okay. That's true. That's uh, very. Look, okay. That's a good assessment. And Hugh Hugh Green was very good player. He was even, I think, a Pro Bowl player yep. with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but he wasn't Ricky Jackson. Okay, he, and, and he was uh, more noted uh, than Ricky in college at University of Pittsburgh. No question about it. And here's the crazy thing: Hugh Green's from Mississippi, and Ricky was from Pahokee, Florida. How the hell they played at University of Pittsburgh? Well, you can figure it out. Show me the money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Break me off a little bit. <laughs> Bobby Hebert, Mike Dettelier, Christian Garrick. We are just getting started here on Sports Talk on WWL. See, name, image, and likeness has always been here. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, back here on Sports Talk, Bobby, Mike, and Christian. Right to our Oakenheart Jewelers talking text lines, Philip and Natchez. Go ahead, Philip. You're on WWL. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? All right, sir. All right. Mike, do you, going back to the immaculate reception, do you know the story that was told after the touchdown? The TV showed the <laughs> head official on the phone. Yep. And he and said, how many officials, thought, uh, how many policemen can you give me if I tell you exactly what I saw? And he said six. And he said then six for Pittsburgh. That That's an Al <laughs> Davis line. But that's what Al, man, Al went to his grave saying that that happened. Well, and, and think about yeah. this, Philip. Think about this, Philip and Mike. The Raiders got screwed a couple of times. How about the snow the game? Tuck the tuck and the tuck rule. With the Patriots. And I look mean, what happened to that franchise <laughs> after that. Look what happened to the Steelers. But no look matter what, what yeah, Al. Yeah. They went on to have historic success. Yeah. Al's deal is the immaculate reception will live with me to the day I die. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even the tuck rule, he, he disagreed with it. He thought it was a bad call. He thought they got screwed with it. But, man, I don't think he ever got over that immaculate reception. I don't think he ever did because he really thought that was the best Oakland Raider team he ever had right. and that he would win his first Super Bowl with that team. And look how improbable a play that was. Uh, no, and- it was luck. It was luck, but so what? If it's luck, it still counts. And, you know? <laughs> and of all people to be involved, Jack Tatum. And, yeah. and I, I say that today, man, I got a lot of respect for Jack. Uh, I was a young kid, but I saw Jack play at Ohio State. He was one bad dude, and he was a bad dude with the Raiders. Well, well, uh, but could man, even, could even. I don't know if he could play in today, today's no, no, game. No, he'd, be, he'd have to play for free. They would find him so much. <laughs> yeah. he'd, he'd knock out hey, people. Mike, <laughs> Mike one, one other question. 
talking about uh, Tatum, you know, what his nickname was, the assassin. Assassin, yes. Wasn't he the one that was an unfortunate uh, actor? With Derek, with with Stingley, with Daryl Stingley, yes. He was the one who hit Stingley. Yeah, Stingley was with the Patriots. He was with the Patriots, and uh, man, him and George Atkinson, it it, it was literally headhunting with those guys. They were going after you. But yeah, unfortunately, he was the guy uh, that that put out Stingley, and uh, he was in a wheelchair until he passed away. Yeah, he, well, he was the guy. Well, you remember Lester Hayes, all that gook he used to have on his own? Oh, yeah. He touched the receiver. And, and, and for like a three- or four-year period, there wasn't a better corner in the league right. than, uh, than Lester Hayes. Oh, then you really I want to know from the audience, <laughs> what's, what's bigger for in, in NFL history, the tuck rule or the immaculate reception? 504-260-1870. This is Sports Talk here on WWL. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, back here on Sports Talk, Bobby Bear, Mike Dettelier. I'm Christian Garrick. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines at 504-260-1870 are open. So we're talking about Franco Harris's death at the age of 72, legendary uh, Hall of Fame running back with the Pittsburgh Steelers, part of the Immaculate Reception. We saw the tuck rule in more modern day with Tom Brady and the Patriots. Which one is the biggest in NFL history? Mike and Bobby feel like the Immaculate Reception is the it is the number one zaniest play in NFL history. I think the tuck rule is right behind it. And the reason why I say that is because if you go back and look at the impact that the Steelers went on to have and the Patriots went Amen. on to have, I think that it's it's right behind it, or if not a you know one A one B. The Patriots went on because of that Tuck rule, and it happened against the same franchise. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if you look at what's on the up and up, I think definitely uh, in the snow, uh, the Patriots uh, they, they cheated. I mean, come on, they, they, even Tom Brady knows that's a fumble. He, As a quarterback, I know that's he a knew it. He knew yeah, it. Yeah, His expressions on. afterwards. Now, Belichick is the one, and Tom said this when he came to the sidelines because it had happened earlier in the year. He said Tom is going to get reversed. Show Belichick's mind was working. He says, I'm telling you, they're going to change this. Probably on the damn committee. Speaking of – we'll kind of (laughs) shift gears a little bit, but speaking of shadiness, we didn't talk about yet back on – was it Sunday night or Monday night, the the, the Giants and and, uh, Washington football team, the Commanders. Their game, nonetheless, there was an egregious um, two calls. Or, well, there was, or, yeah, there was an egregious call. One for um, on Terry McLaurin, a wide receiver for the Commanders. I think it was he didn't get set. Or, he didn't or get the up formation. on the line of scrimmage. He didn't get up on the line of scrimmage. scrimmage. So they, and he yeah. checked with the the line judge. He checked with them twice. Yeah. And the line judge gave him the thumbs up, which is a nonverbal for yeah, you're good. You're on the line of scrimmage. And they're on the one yard line. And then they, and then they throw a flag when it, when when uh, on the snap. But it the pass interference. But it leaves a lot of people wondering: Is there something? Is it rigged a little bit? There was a lot of people asking that question after the, that game. The, the, the that, pass interference was well, the worst. Well, well, but that official. Couldn't wait to throw the yeah. flag. Uh, when, as soon as the ball stopped, he's throwing it. And then the pass interference. It wasn't a pass interference. It was one a time. mugging. It was pass interference like three times. He's like holding on all that. How, to me, when I look at that, and if you're a fan and you're objective, I uh, think like, oh, well, they want New York to win. They want the Giants to win. 
I think they really don't want Dan Snyder to yeah, win. Yeah, Dan Snyder. The, yeah, the, what, the <laughs> That's the big no, part of I'd it. I'd say the combination, uh, the hell with Daniel Snyder, and then we want the Giants and the Jets. The NFL would realistically want the Bears, Giants, and Jets to always be relevant. Yeah. And then maybe one, one, one of the L.A. teams. Yeah. The, yeah. the other thing, too, about that, man, you see Tyron Matthew get called for a penalty on a pass that interference. That's not even a penalty. And then you watch what happened in that game. I mean, you can't even compare Tyron that. Matthew. And uh, they swallowed the flag. Tyron Matthew, final. that was textbook. Like, if you're showing. That's how you coach def- it. That's uh, how you would do yeah, it. Yeah, if you're showing a defensive back how to, how to cover a guy, that's exactly how you do it. It's much it was, it was textbook. there. <laughs> David and Biloxi on our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Lines. Go ahead, David. You're on WWL. Hey, how you guys doing? All right, Dave. Good, David. Thank you. Look, uh, I, I, I'm going to kind of change gears here a little bit. There's a kid over here I'm disappointed in Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and LSU for letting this kid go to Saban. He come over here personally and recruited this quarterback from Ocean Springs right over here. They were in the state finals the last two years. Well, they got to the corner finals this year, and they got beat. This kid has 4-3 speed, and he's got an arm like Brett Farr. He reminds me of Brett Farr. And he is he was rated the number one high school player in the state of Mississippi, junior and senior year in high school for 6A. Is it Grayson Hubbard? Yes, that's him. Well, did Alabama pay him the most money? I mean, I don't. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, a lot of times they they'll think like it's um, the wild wild west. I well, well, a lot of times think, too, it's a connection. We don't, have, we don't have a chance to get him, so they think uh, we're not. You know. It's also connections. That's why LSU stuck with uh, Ricky Collins. He's right there in their backyard in Baton Rouge. From Woodlawn. Yeah. yeah, and so that's where they they went in that particular spot. And uh, I think for a lot of people, they feel like Ole Miss. Uh, Lane Kiffin's in the transfer portal yearly to try to find the next quarterback uh, for Ole Miss. A texter here on Okunard Jewelers talking text lines. Christian, by far the immaculate reception is the biggest in NFL history. Sorry for misspelling your name, but blame it on Siri. I'm driving Dr. Bobby. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Uh, the, the, because, I'm glad you're doing the hands-free thing. Because really, the, there wasn't like, uh, unless you're probably a Raiders fan, you go, I can't believe this happened to us. So, you know, uh, how did we lose this game? But then you had a number of people. We just, I, I don't care about the Raiders. I don't care about the Patriots. You go, man, the Raiders got robbed. But the immaculate reception, how that, you said, oh, well, the Steelers were lucky. So that that's why, that and that plays, you know, if you win, you win. So what if it's luck? Okay, it's and the then, only yeah. game a guy scores, he crosses the goal line. No official threw his hands up. Right. No official did. They were all looking at one another like, what happened? Yeah, what, what just happened? Uh, what happened? And um, I, I go back to Frank Lewis on this. Frank is on the Steelers' sidelines. He wasn't playing that day. Uh, he had had an injury. And he said, I get up to take a better look, and I see the collision. And he said, they didn't have to tell me that it was Tatum. And he said, I thought, man, this is how the season ends, with Stabler running in for a touchdown to win it. And then he said, all of a sudden, at the corner of my eye, I can see the crowd all standing up and Franco's running with the ball. But he said, none of us saw it. None of us saw it, that he made that catch. And you think back, man, how long has it been? Almost 50 years. And they have broken that tape down like Zapruder-like, frame by frame by frame. And the fortunes of those two franchises – Change because the Raiders didn't win it 
until 76. Yeah, was that when they beat the Vikings? Beat the yeah, Vikings yeah. and Fran Tarkenton, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and John Madden and, and, finally and, won it. And Stabler, yeah. And Stabler, yeah. Bolitnikov, your your old buddy yeah, with Fred. the Oakland Invaders, uh, was part of that. But man, um, it's uh, it's really it's something. And that if you would do a highlight reel and say, okay, this is the NFL over the last fifty years, I want that one first. Oh yeah, that's number one. Uh, that's what I. And think. it's not even a debate. Not even. A, no, I want that as one far first. as the Did number one, number one cheating. Is that damn tuck rule? I'll tell you, I, I always put that okay. Well, what is like? How can you call this? Did you hear Mike Tomlin's response a lot? Like, because uh, he was apparently there, and and uh, was it Three Rivers at the time? Yeah, uh, Three Rivers. Stadium. Three Rivers when it happened for the Immaculate Reception, and he says, "Funny how you know." There's about 80, 80 or 90 other thousand people said they were there as well. A lot like Tom, Tom, Dempsey. Tom Dempsey's yeah, yeah, kick, John yeah. Gilliam's uh, opening kickoff yeah, for the Saints. They, they got a million people they're, they're, that have been there. A, a quarter of a million, uh, 250,000 in the stadium. For 81,000 people. <laughs> yeah. Well, Three Rivers held like 62,000. Yeah. It was. Brian in Metairie. Go ahead, Brian. You're on WWL. Hey, guys. Merry Christmas to you. Um, Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas, Brian. For, First of all, I want to say, you know, condolences to Franco Harris. When I was a kid, that was always my favorite team. Then I got in the culture of uh, knowing what New Orleans was all about, and I've been a Saints fan ever since I was like seven. Anyway, from here on out, we're talking about heart and passion. I'm sitting here with a few of my friends, but uh, talking about heart and passion, I want Bob. I want to see if Bobby remembers this game. I think he got his teeth knocked out. I want to say it was against Tampa Bay. Yep, at yep. Tampa. Yeah, and that guy hung in there, and I think you might have won that game. That's no, we didn't. Well, no, we didn't. No, didn't hey, win. Talk it, it, about it, heart and passion. Yeah, well, heart and passion, I, I, baby. I didn't win. I was trying to survive. Uh, <laughs> realistically, uh, they, uh, you know, I was part of the reason. They went with the third quarterback. The third quarterback didn't count against the active roster because mm-hmm. all of a sudden we have me and John Forcade. Well, who would have been Mo? And, and, no, Dave Wilson. Oh. No, no, can this happen? No, so Dave Wilson's in street clothes. So all of a sudden, John's having to play. I think it's where's that right before halftime, latter part of the second quarter. Then he gets knocked out and he hurt his knee, whatever. And we go in at halftime. I don't even know where I'm at. And then all of a sudden, you got uh, Brad Perry and Mo Hill <laughs> trying to take snaps. In the center, and they fum- they fumbling like um, if they took ten snaps, they would fumble eight out of ten. And so Mars just freaking out. He goes, "No, telling Dean Kleinsmith and all trade. No, everybody got to go back in. I didn't even know where I was. It, it, it was it was like a, <laughs> nightmare. a different world, Ebert. Different uh, world. 1989. I didn't even like football right then at the moment. I, I'm like I can remember. It's like a bad dream. I remember trying to drop back in a straight line. My equilibrium was so off. I swear it was like the Matrix. I was like, boom. I remember Stan Brock, uh, uh, you know, in, in the huddle saying, like, listen, if you're going to get beat, just tackle the guy because, uh, you know, if, if Bobby gets hit again, he might be in a coma. To just get holding. I don't mean to laugh. No, Sorry. no, 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 no. <laughs> j- j- just get a holding penalty because he cannot get uh, hit again. And I'll tell you what, that's when uh, football was, was not fun. Then you just literally tr- trying to survive out there. And I remember that was back, you know, when then you had to do hand singles and they really wouldn't send a player in with the play like you do in high school because mm-hmm. it took too long. So you had to do hand singles. 
I'm freaking all jacked up. So now I'm a bunch of the players. They all know the hand singles. So it's a combination like Eric Martin, Stan, and all. We all call in the plays in the huddle. I'm sorry, my, my, my head's like killing me. And then all of a sudden, literally, I remember I flew back from Tampa. I, I, I threw up so much that I had, I had on the flight back, I had nothing else to throw up. I'm like, the blood's coming up. So I'm it's like, dry heave. I'm dry heaving. My uh, head's killing. You know the altitude. All, it's yeah. like pressure. Uh, and I'm, I'm just. Uh, and then all of a sudden, they bring me to my house, and then uh, my wife. She, uh, uh, they ring the doorbell, and she comes to the door. I look so pitiful. I ain't got no front teeth like a damn hillbilly. <laughs> and like, like, and, and I swear she was like, "That's it. That, that's it. You're, you're quitting. We ain't doing this no more. I ain't doing this no more." And then I remember, so that happened on Sunday. So we come home Sunday night. And then, you know, I didn't probably went and get a CAT scan and all that. And, and, and you know, you do all that. And, and um, then Wednesday, I didn't practice, you know, and all that. And uh, so Coach Mara comes to me, like, on Friday. How you feel? Like, oh, my headaches went away. Okay, good. You playing uh, against the Redskins. And I played awesome. If I'd have got hit again, I'm telling you, I was still buzzing. I, 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 I could have been, like, in a coma. But my wife, I could tell you what she goes, you're not playing anymore. After she saw maybe I got in a conversation or arguing with her on Friday, she goes, yeah, uh, okay, I think you're ready to play again. <laughs> yeah, so, you uh, can hit go, the go, door. Go, yeah, 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 yeah go make some more money. I was going to ask you, <laughs> did you ever entertain her notion that you were done? No, because look, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, about five days later, she said, okay, I think you're all right. Go back and play. Okay, here's, go, the, go make some more money. here's the other part of that story. <laughs> uh, this is one of the first – we had done second guess, but we were doing it at the old Kukos in Metairie. Yeah, Kukos, yeah, so right on who, Veterans Highway. So who shows up as a guest is your boy Trap, uh, Trapillo. Trapillo, God yeah. bless him. And so, you know, we talking about the play and everything, and, and after the Washington game, and Steve was like, it's the first time in my life I understood Bear." He, he was not cold, and that's the first time. Now, he said it in a joking manner, but he says, the first time in my life I could really understand him. Well, well, <laughs> well, it. Uh, it was Hardy Nickerson, right? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, Hardy Nickerson. The reason why I asked that is oh, Okay, no, Hardy Nickerson, I can tell you what happened. Hardy Nickerson, and they had a safety from Penn State named Robinson. He's flying. It's actually his uh, duct, and his knee came in, like, under my face mask. But anyway. He didn't wear a mouthpiece. So, yeah, I, I had a mouthpiece, but I didn't have it in. The pros, they don't make you wear a mouthpiece. You wear a right. mouthpiece if you want. I said, well, I don't wear a mouthpiece. You know, you got to keep track of that. And I wouldn't leave it in my mouth. They can't understand me as it is. So why am I going to wear this mouthpiece? <laughs> I can remember. Now, I didn't have uh, your front teeth. You need your front teeth to talk. Right. I still can't talk even though I've got my front teeth now. Okay. <laughs> I sound Those like porcelain. I, I sound like yeah. That, these are all fake now. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not my real teeth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I literally uh, uh, like sounded like a Cajun Sylvester the cat. <laughs> like, because you need your front teeth. I was like, okay, thirty three, and it's, I'm trying to call the place. Like, what the? No, it, it, it was like the, the worst. Thing. I ain't got no teeth. I'm trying to call a, a play, and I was a young uh, boy, uh, and I got the news. Uh, I was in Radcliffe, Kentucky, Fort Knox, Kentucky. And this is before the Sunday ticket. And, yeah, you know, they didn't have none of that. No, no. Yeah. no. And, and, and so uh, we got the scrawl, basically like the, the crawl on the screen. A bear knocked out, and then we saw the ha- we saw the highlights, and they showed you with no teeth, no front teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then, I, as a young as a young boy, I was devastated. Hey, to see uh, like uh, that. I got hit so hard. Let me tell you right then. You know how sensitive your teeth are. If somebody oh, ever punch you, got you. I didn't even know my teeth were knocked out. That that, that man. No. 
that you didn't even know. Like, and like, oh, I, I use the F word. Like, oh, man, where's my teeth? I was like, I didn't even know. It was like, oh, no, no it's just like you're just going. And, and, and then the whole thing, um, you know, I'm going to tell you, the Steve Trapillo story. Yes, yeah, Okay, Steve, Steve Trapillo starting off as a rookie. <laughs> He'd always give me a hard time about my Cajun accent. I said, well, what about you? Okay, you went to Boston College. You're from, what, Dorchester or, or one Pataka. of those. Ch- yeah, yeah. So I, I'd always mess with him. I'd say, okay, I don't pronounce my TH. How about you? Is there an R in the Boston language? Okay, uh, uh, he goes like, I said, Trap, what do you want me to do? Pog the car at the bar? Uh, the guy's name's Mark. It's not Mark. Hey, Mark, what you doing? It's so wicked I, awesome. I, I, I said, Trapillo, you got an accent just like me. Yeah. He got all mad because one time he jumped off sides <laughs> and he said, I can't understand what Abear is saying. I said, well, why all the nine, all the other nine players didn't jump off sides? I said, because you're a rookie and you're freaking out. But oh. but he he had so much respect for you. Oh, but, no, but he, was awesome. he was just giving you the business. No, no, and, and, and Trap was about uh, 6'5", 320 He was a big pounds. man. But he died too young. Yeah, That's oh, another one. Way too young. I had a heart attack. He had held clubs in Florida. I want to say like late 30s, early 40s. Yeah, I think he away. was in his early 40s. Yeah. And then his son at Boston College. You stud. think Trap was a big guy. Yeah. Man, the son was even bigger than him. Bobby, Mike, and Christian, this is Sports Talk here on WWL. Friday, join Bobby Hebert and Mike Dettelier for a special edition of Fans in the Pros, live from Rouse's Markets uh, on Veterans near Causeway. Kickoff Saints Saturday, or excuse me, Saints Friday, and shop for the holidays with the two Cajuns, Bobby and Mike, at Rouse's Market. 2,900 vets, Friday, 4 to 7 p.m., only on WWL. So, so that's like a pre-pre-game because the game's the next day. And the team, <laughs> the team leaves tomorrow. They're talking yeah. ahead right, of right. Yeah, the weather. That weather. So yeah. that's partially the pre-game show. Well, and uh, Christian, I'm going to save this uh, for the next hour. Talk about inclement weather because, you know, everyone puts a little coin. We were talking about this. We touched on this a little bit with Mike yesterday. But uh, it's unbelievable, uh, and it's kind of historic, uh, the over and under. You know, like what? what uh, oh yeah. What Las Vegas? What did start? That that teams are going to start. What I'm going to leave it at. I'm going to leave it at this right now. Okay. I think it started uh, the, the Saints forty two and yeah, a half, and it's thirty one and a half. <laughs> is the league's lowest yep. total since two thousand and eight. Eleven points. Uh, okay, I, I'm, that's, that's why because you're going to have winds like, at thirty three miles an hour. No, it, it might be like uh, I don't know. Can we get three, two or three first downs in a row? I'm okay, it was actually you pulled, better be able to run. It was actually pulled off the board in Vegas. Yeah. Once the weather came up, and that's when it it dropped about as fast as the weather conditions. Yeah, I agree with Mike Taysom Hill. This Taysom is the Taysom Hill, Hill game. game. Has to be sports talk rolls on here on WWL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. 
Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.